0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, and that is Kurt Sauter, and we are a little show called Solid Steps Radio. A few years back, we decided we wanted to do a show for men, by men, talking about stuff from a man's perspective, a lot of ladies listening—that's great—but we want to talk mainly to our audience of men, and uh, we wanted to be a show that we talk about topics that men don't talk typically talk about. Sports, weather, and politics are things that really men are easy to engage in. But when you start talking about matters of the heart, the mind, the soul, relationships, eh, we get a little touchy-feely at times. And uh, today we're talking about a topic that is really not discussed but it is so prevalent in every man's life in some capacity and uh, i want to tell you just a real quick story of how i ended up in the office to the man sitting to my left <laughs> um, and uh, a few years back uh, I, I had a, a day where i had a, a and went to the drive-thru at mcdonald's and I, it was not good from the moment i pulled up to the time i got my food everything was wrong everything went bad but at no moment was i angry was i ready to punch somebody upset and and ready to rage on anyone that's good but that same day my oldest son who innocently walked up to the refrigerator couldn't find something in the fridge i standing there doing something else walk over brush him aside open up the fridge reach in grab a gallon of milk rip it out and plant it in his chest that's not so good and it was not good and i realized that day wait a minute. I cannot teach my act like this towards my son and then a total stranger at McDonald's I don't get mad at there's a disconnect here there's something wrong and I realize I have an anger issue and I need to address this and some men struggle with different things in their life but if you ask a man hey how's your anger life a lot of men wouldn't even know how to answer that so today we're talking about Anger and men, and and what does that look like in a man's life? So we bring in the
1: experts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we, in the, the reason why we bring Tony in is so that Chad and I can get a free counseling <laughs> session.
2: <laughs> I, I always wondered if there was something to that. <laughs>
1: this it's, it's it really going to become a monthly Tony, <laughs> monthly show now with Tony. <laughs> Tony Gore, welcome back to the show.
2: It's good to be here.
1: It's great to have you. And so it's Chad and I. We were you know we're talking and listeners as you know. You need to understand. We're going to talk about anger today. Some of us uh, have too much. Some of us ha- don't have enough, and we'll talk about all that. But you need to know as well. When 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 we come in here, we we have a blast, mm-hmm. and we are we we laugh and we joke around and we tell stories. And so, um, in the midst of a s- pretty serious topic, we want to have uh, joy and and laughter as yeah. well. So yeah. anyway, t- so Tony, um, the counseling expert here. Um, when Chad came to your office, by the way, listeners, um, I've been to Tony before. Some of my family members have been to Tony. Uh, Chad's been to Tony. Um, what did you tell Chad? That's none of your business, by the <laughs> way. I,
2: I, 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 I'm, I'm afraid that uh, due to confidentiality, I'm not allowed Thank to you, discuss Tony. any of that on air or otherwise. So,
1: <laughs> Tony, uh, let's talk about anger because the Bible... Uh, Ironically, we don't talk much about this in mm-hmm. the church, right but the Bible does talk about anger and uh, and sometimes uh, the Bible says God is slow to anger, but there's also times when he does get angry and same way with us guys. Mm-hmm. so just uh, give us a little bit of a framework um, <clears throat> about anger
2: yeah, um, i I think um. I, you know, one of the things we were talking about um, as we did some planning there was uh, just the, the reality that uh, almost every man struggles with anger one direction or another. It's either too much or not enough. And and that's, mm-hmm. that's like most things, I think, in our humanity. You know, part of the brokenness that we have is trying to figure out how to be in step with the Holy Spirit and... And clearly, when we look as human beings to the person of Jesus, we see in his life times where he was angry, Mm. and clearly, appropriately so. We know he was without sin, and so there are times where he was angry. And we we think about those times, you know, you always hear people talk about, well, when he cleared the temple and was driving the tax collectors out, um, or the people selling, uh, you know, there was that sense where, you know, that was a very overt sort of anger, but times with his disciples, times with religious people, where he was clearly angry and yet still in step with the Spirit. And so uh, we want to be able to, uh, to really understand anger as something that uh, is a God-given gift, and we want to be able to kind of keep that between the, the guardrails, so to speak, and not you know, go off either way. And, uh, and so uh, I think a lot of times we end up talking about anger as the people who are too angry or uh, lashing out in their anger, but there's also a problem that men have with anger of of not knowing when or how to to speak up and to express something in an angry way that can be productive mm. and something that God uses. And so, to me, it's one of those uh, like so many emotions. You know, it's it's there and it's there for uh, for good, but uh, we misuse it or we don't use it enough. And so uh, really, I think it's, it's one of those things that's, like most things, on a continuum.
1: Well, um, and I think we have to recognize, first of all, that, as you said, anger is, is an emotion, and we are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so this is a part of the God who made us. And that, yeah. and that a holy God also, at times, gets angry. Now, I love, uh, Chad, you mentioned before we even started that he's slow to anger, but he's abounding in love. And so we have mm. to m- remember that. But, uh, so Tony, talk to us about, um, uh, uh, first of all, where we s- maybe, for guys, struggle to even be angry, why, why we maybe should be angry at times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in your practice, how do, how does that play out for guys in the world today?
2: Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the again, the typical thing that you see present in counseling is uh, mostly men coming in for anger management. They have realize that their anger has gotten out of control. They're uh, getting on the, the borderline of being verbally abusive uh, to wife or kids. And and oftentimes, um, our anger is probably going to be most prevalent, like most emotions that are a little tricky. Uh, they're going to show up mostly with our family. Mm. Um And and I think there's a reason for that. You know, it's because they're the people who are going to continue to love us for the most part and have a little more unconditional love. You know, the truth is, um, you know, you don't get angry at the person at McDonald's because you don't want them to spit on your hamburger. And they won't have any problem about doing that, you know, (laughs) because they don't have a relationship with you. But our our wives, our children, our families, you know, that's a, a safe place where sometimes these things begin to leak out in unhealthy ways because we have a sense that they'll probably take us back and we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll be able to press reset. But mm-hmm. over time, that begins to do some damage. And so the prototypical thing that you see in counseling is people coming in going, I've realized uh, something's gone across the line, like Chad talked about, and, and this is getting out of control and it's not good for me, not good for my family, and I've got to get this under control. And so that's the prototypical thing that you see in counseling. Uh, now, uh, on the other side of that, um, i shared with you guys before we started today. One of the things I'm continuing to see more and more of is guys who are not knowing how to appropriately express anger and you know when things are not right in their family or not right with uh, their marriage relationship or not right with their children. And men have to, you know, regardless of what you're seeing on TV or hearing in the culture, you've got to have a spine and you've got to be able to kind of appropriately, Express anger and even shared with you guys. Mm. Um, even in my own marriage, Rhonda's at times uh, told me, "Hey, when you speak up about some of those things, that's helpful." And I'll tell you a little more of my story yesterday of why some of my anger went underground, mm. and and I didn't have enough anger to lead my family effectively. And and so, believe it or not, that's a thing. And and I think it's a growing thing because our. Our culture has uh, kind of thrown a wet blanket on men and said, "Hey, you're out of control and you're uh, angry and you're difficult, and we don't want you, we don 't want you to speak up we don't want you to be present mm-hmm. we don't want you to be who you know uh, maybe even God has designed you to be and so men have kind of cowered a little bit and, well, and we just kind of stuff
1: it yeah. and i to me this this there's this beautiful what you described you know before we even started about Jesus and how Jesus was angry and yet it's done in such a way that he doesn't cross the line of sin yeah and that is so tricky but when you when you counsel guys how do you help them get to that line of expressing their anger and yet it's not foul and it's not Really unproductive.
2: Yeah, and and I think um, you know uh, one of the things that I think is really important, and uh, we'll probably dive into this a bit more as the as the show goes on. But the reality of really trying to understand where did you learn about anger? Mm. Because unfortunately, most of us didn't learn it from Jesus or <laughs> from the Bible. <laughs> uh, we learned it from. Um, Uh, A father or parents who uh, lashed out and felt entitled to do that or we learned it um, in our workplace where we were put in our place and oftentimes by a man who was strong and had authority and it was unchecked and unfiltered and it was like well this guy's got authority and he's got stature and he's a jerk but man look he's been really successful and so I guess if I want to be successful that's what I got to do I got to be one of those guys you know and, and so we learn these things in, in broken ways. And so one of the key things that I think is really important to do with men, and we'll kind of talk, I think, uh, about some of our own stories there,
0: uh, about where we learned about our anger. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good stuff. So we're going to take a break, come back and unpack for the next three segments. and we don't pretend we're going to eliminate anger issues in your life. But the truth of the matter is, do you have a sober view of your anger in your life? And do the people around you, uh, how do they see you as being angry or not if you're a guy? So we're going to unpack that more about how do we learn about anger and how do we navigate through this? Do we manage anger or do we get rid of it altogether? How does that work? So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you missed the first segment, we're talking today with Counselor Tony Gore about anger and men and uh, how we deal with it or not deal with it. If you want to catch that, you can go to Facebook and listen to our podcast. Also, we are now Facebook streaming the entire show, so you get to hear in between the commercials. And if you want to hear a little bit of behind the scenes, a little extra bonus footage, like our Facebook page, and then like uh, our uh, when we uh, do Facebook Lives, you'll be able to see when we are live streaming. Uh, and if you get angry at your bank, you need to go to LN Credit Union. They will not make you angry much <laughs> because they are a fantastic organization. They have been in this community for years, whether it's car loans, home loans, personal, commercial, checking, savings, you name it. and Credit Union will take care of you and your finances. And then Vision First, iCare. Uh, Rod Rollo and his crew, they're all over the city in Kentucky Anna area. They will take care of your vision needs and you're not just a set of eyeballs, you're a person to them and, and Vision first will take care of you. we we'll thank them for sponsoring our show.
1: So, so Tony, when we, when we think about our how we learned anger, uh, this is not to blame our mom and dad, mm-hmm. but there is we've learned many times from our parents or, or from coaches or from teachers or from others in authority. Uh, talk about that from you know a counselor's perspective and how you
2: help guys, and from your own experience. Yeah, and and, and so uh, that's I think a really important step in in trying to understand you know what we do with anger is where did we first learn that? Where did we first experience that? And oftentimes, again, uh, gets a bad rap of kind of blaming mom and dad, but those are the formative years where you. I mean, it is kind of 24-7, and for better or for worse, you're learning so much from what you experience with mom and dad. Uh, interesting study came out, too, that siblings have a tremendous impact on who we are as people, too. Hmm. And so, if you had a really volatile, you know, back and forth with brothers or sisters, I mean, that had a, an impact as well. And so... Uh, our families, in general, are, are one of those key places. For me, um, you know, I I had a, a very estranged relationship with my biological father from the get go, and then when I did have a, and build a relationship with him over the years, it was always strained. Which is not odd. I mean, he wasn't really around for the first ten years of my life, and then when he was, it was difficult. Mm. And and he could be um, argumentative and angry at times, and. And, uh, and God did some great things later on in, our, in both our lives to kind of get us to a different place. And he's passed away now. And I'm so looking forward to the next chapters that we'll have in eternity to kind of work some things out in a redeemed place, you know, that we weren't mm-hmm. able to kind of work out here. But, um, but some of what I did, and uh, I know Chad talked about this off, off air a little bit earlier, but it's very difficult when we have those little vows that say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be like my dad. You know, it is so difficult to kind of make these vows that say, well, I'm going to undo something or I'm going to unbe something. You know, that's not the right way to attack it, but so many of us do it. It's mm. like we see an example and we go, I'm not going to be that. But we really don't get a good target of what it is we're supposed to be. And oftentimes, if we do, it's this polar opposite that is, in some ways, equally unhealthy. And so we've got to be able to kind of hone in on those better pictures, those better models of how did Jesus handle his anger? Well, he, he had it, and he expressed it, and he did it appropriately. And maybe my dad didn't, or maybe my family didn't. And so there was that. Um, one uh, early experience that I had that I think is worth sharing that really formulated some things for me was uh, I remember uh, being 10 or 11 years old, and in my neighborhood I was an only child, and so my friends in the neighborhood were like, Really important to me because i didn't have brothers and sisters, and I would get lonely as an only child, and I had kind of my best friend who lived behind me, and then there was this other kid that we hung out with sometime sometimes, and uh, these two guys one time got together, and I was probably being annoying or something that i've forgotten about you know since, <laughs> but uh, they started whispering to each other, and then they took off running, and they were going to run away from me, and I got so desperate you know it just triggered these feelings of abandonment for me and I remember reaching in my pocket and pulling out my pocket knife and opening it up and throwing it as hard as I could at him and went past them, and they stopped and looked at it and they were like well, surely he didn't open it up and then they were like oh my goodness he opened that up the blade was out the blade was out <laughs> and, um, and it kind of startled all of us but I'll tell you what it shaped something in me, and what it shaped in me was this sense of man, my anger is dangerous, and my anger is out of control and so I pushed it deep and I became more the class clown and the fun guy to hang around with and and if you did something I might be sarcastic, I might be passive aggressive with you to kind of you know, communicate my anger, but I I didn't, didn't do it very overtly much after that at all. And I carried some of those patterns into my adult life. And in some ways, kind of pushing my anger down, sent it into some, uh, not so great places for me too. And, uh, and so what I learned about my anger is it's out of control and it's dangerous. And so don't let it out at all. Shut it down, shut it down. And so that's different than some of the men I deal with, you know, and so other men have had experiences where they, uh, where they uh, see or experience something that feels out of control, and then they lash out, and guess what? It stops. The attack stops, or I stand up to dad for the first time, who's been abusive to me, and I go toe-to-toe with him, and he realizes I'm 13, 14 years old, and then I can probably hold my own and... And it stops, mm. and something gets said, hey, this works. If you're loud enough, if you're strong enough, if you're ugly enough, people back off. And, and when, when we have some of those early experiences, boy, it's, psychologically, it has power. I mean, we, re- we carry that into
1: our, our adult world. Absolutely. T- Tony, talk about, just real quickly, or maybe not quickly. Um, When you, a a guy is sitting in your office and you're going, this guy, kind of like what I learned, I needed to shut it down and he shut it down way too much. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, you need to get,
2: you need to have some appropriate anger here. Yeah, Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think uh, on that side of it, um, I, I'm seeing more and more of that. As I mentioned, um, you know, it, the the typical stuff you see is the anger management, where it's gotten out of bounds and out of control, and we're trying to rein it back in. I feel like more and more, maybe it's cultural. Uh, I think sometimes even the church has been tacitly, you know, sent some wrong messages there of, of not allowing men to be men. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I feel like a lot of my work these days is trying to light a fire under men and saying, hey, uh, if you're going to lead your family, you, you can't be this passive and you can't just sit back and watch your wife or your kids self-destruct or be out of control. And, and you do have to find your voice. And I think our voice sometimes can be angry and appropriately so. I mean, there's so many great things that have happened in history because of anger. You know, whether you think about uh, the abolitionists back in the day in our, you know, in our culture saying, hey, slavery is not right and we've got to do something about it. Or uh, Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks angrily sitting at the front of the bus saying, I'm not budging. I'm not moving. Enough's enough. You know, anger accomplishes some good things. And so we lose that when we give it away. So, and, how, so when a when guy comes in your office,
1: what do, you, what do you do to light a fire under him I, in, in an
2: appropriate way? I, you know, uh, it, it really is difficult, believe it or not, because of that early message, whatever it is. So part of the work is, is going, hey, help me understand mm-hmm. where this got set in motion. So we go back and we do some of the history and try and understand what they've learned about anger or why they have pushed it down. And then um, a lot of it, at least in my practice, is trying to point people back to Jesus and go, you know, what, what gospel are you reading here? Because the one that I see has Jesus expressing some anger. He was full of grace, but also truth. And sometimes the truth needs to be, needs to be delivered in a strong way. Um, you know, he used prophets that came and said some things, and sometimes they said it angrily, and they got run out of town oftentimes for, <laughs> for what they had to say on God's behalf. But God wasn't afraid to, to speak the truth and love to people. And so for, mm-hmm. for a lot of those guys, I have to really kind of chip away at it. And then oftentimes, it's not enough for them to hear it from me. I've got to push them back to Christian community, to other men, and say, hey, I need you to confide in two or three other close men and see what they say. And they oftentimes will say, "Dude, you you got to speak up. You got to do something. You got to fight for your family. You got to fight for your marriage. You got to fight for your kids." And that's not continually rolling over. You know, you roll over enough, you're going to end up at the bottom of the hill, and and uh, and and people are just going to have to just walk over you.
1: Yeah, I mean, passivity will will kill us. Right. Yeah. T- Tony, you talked about in the break. Um, uh Many times we, us guys, can feel insecure or, or hurt or fearful or scared, and really we use anger to really overlay those emotions. Yeah. And I, I I want to. We need to take a break here, but I want
0: you to really unpack that in our next segment. So we're going to take a break, come back for our third segment. And Tony's really got some great insight here in regards to anger. I heard a a pastor say that most of our anger with our kids isn't anger, it's shame. And I thought, man, and and we're going to talk in the next segment. uh, Tony calls it a a, a masking uh, emotion anger is there's really something underneath it. We're going to unpack that about what that means in the next segment. So we're going to take a break. And uh, if you want to hear this live, uh, see it live, uh, Facebook, go in there, like that, and you'll be able to see when the, the live shows come up. We tape on Tuesdays, but if you want to hear it in the podcast form, uh, you go to Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, click it, like it, and then you can follow it, and every time we come have a new post, you can hear about that. So we thank you for listening. We'll be back in the next segment to talk anger with Tony Gore here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just tuning in, you missed the first two, and you missed a lot, so go to uh, SoundCloud.com, Facebook. Uh, You can go to iTunes and type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear our podcast thanks to our great sponsors. uh, Frank Enterprises, if you have a septic system that is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, you will be angry. (laughs) You could be, our, our topic of the day. And I have called Frank
1: Enterprises many times, and I've been stoked angry because things are not flowing.
0: <laughs> and they, those guys can take care of you. So Frank Enterprises takes care of your water drainage issues outside the house, and they can really do a great job for you. And also Bright Star Home Care. Uh, they help walk you through a process where you have a loved one who needs a, one day a week to visit or 24-7 care. Bright Star Home Care can take care of your needs. And uh, and also go to furtherstownministries.org org for a list of all the goings on of Kurt and the Furtherstill Ministries ministry as far as desert days and events coming up. We have an event coming up in October. We'd love to have you join us. Listen appreciation. So go to org. Hey, so, so Tony. <laughs>
1: we got all these other emotions, you know. I mean, we are a complex people, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, we're created in the image of God, so we have all these other emotions. Chad, you mentioned, uh, you know, shame and anger and guilt and condemnation and... uh, But sometimes we just... Throw anger over all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk talk to us about
2: so that we can identify maybe as guys. Yeah, one of the things we talk about in counseling is anger tends to be at least in our culture uh, a, a cover emotion or a masking emotion. And so, uh, because you know we've had those examples of an angry father or an angry boss, or uh, we've seen it, you know, and we've equated it sometimes with success, or as we talked about earlier. Um, a little bit of a trump card. It's like, I can do this and I will be in control. Everything else will stop and people will realize that I'm uh, the loudest person in the room. And so, you know, it's all going to stop and go away and give me a breather. <laughs> and so it becomes functional that way. But the problem with that is it's it's kind of one dimensional. And so uh, not everything is angry. Uh, there, there's oftentimes something underneath that anger. In fact, I think most times there's something... I mean, even when we talk about righteous anger, what's underneath that? Well, what's underneath that is holiness or justice. Justice, yeah. You know, that sense of, you know, that righteous anger, there's what drives that in a positive way is something is not right. And it's got to be a strong approach here to kind of say it needs to be different. But for many of us as men, when, when, when anger is our go-to, Um, uh, There's a guy named Dr. Jeffrey Bernstein. He came up with this list, and I love it. Uh, He came up with these three-word phrases that are often behind anger. He said, oftentimes what's underneath there is, I am scared. I feel hurt. I am frustrated. I feel rejected. I feel insecure. I feel lonely. Mm. And for men who hang out with other men, you don't often hear men Lead with
0: those things. I, I feel, Chad, today I feel insecure. And see, we're joking about it, but that's, that's it's become a joke now. You can't even do that because yes, now you think, think of being, well, you're being effeminate or you're not no, being I, manly. And the truth is, yeah, uh, that's as manly as you can it, get. It's there. Yeah. It,
2: it is there. It is there and it's present for all of us. And that's really being honest mm-hmm. with
1: ourselves and really honest with each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. so,
1: so continue to uh,
2: expound on that, Tony. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, what, what part of the counseling process is, is helping people not, you know, uh, not piling on with shame about their anger, right. but saying, hey, what, what is your anger trying to teach you? Or what is your, as you go to that anger, can you stop and can you slow down? And that's the great work. I, when I start seeing the light bulbs go on for guys where they're going, hey, Okay, um, I yelled at that guy in traffic, or uh, I blew up at my wife last night, or you know I uh, railroaded all my employees and they all went running for cover back to their cubicles. It's like, okay, whatever the situation was, can you slow down enough to go, man? What else was I feeling there? Well, you know what? I, I felt out of control, or I felt um, you know isolated. I felt like everybody in the room was turning against me and And that that led to some insecurities or uh, for me, so much of it as an only child. Again, it goes back to loneliness. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm when I feel alone and and I don't express that to my wife, if she has had an exhausting day and she goes to bed early, I can sit out in the family room and kind of, you know, have a little bit of steam coming out of my ears. But I don't I oftentimes don't say it or I don't express it. I'll just push it down. And when I do that, I'm as prone as the next guy to find some sort of way to medicate that. Mm. And that's not good, you know. And that can be, um, you know, we say as innocuous as, you know, half a bag of potato chips. But that's one way to medicate it. But other ways are kind of surfing around on TV or whatever. and And so when I don't deal with the underlying emotion, when I don't find the courage to go back and, you know, open my bedroom door and say, honey, I'm um, I'm, I'm struggling out here. I, you know, I'm, I'm in my house, but I feel alone. Mm-hmm. You know, when I don't know how to do that, or I don't feel safe to do that, then it's going to go to a darker place. Okay? And for some men, they'll go back and blow the door open and say, you, know, you don't care about me, and, it, and all of a sudden it's an angry episode. Yes, But for me, the sin path is more passive, and I'm going to feed it. I'm going to feed that emotion, but in ways that I shouldn't. <laughs> so, so Tony,
1: how do you, um, how, how, talk to the guy who, okay, now I'm, I'm having the courage, I need to go have this conversation with my wife or with one of the kids or with a a, you know, a, a coworker, and they, I already kind of can predict their, they might trump me with their anger. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you tell the guy?
2: Yeah, well, that's where, you know, it's kind of more of a counseling term, but it's emotional regulation. You know, can I get that hierarchy correct? Can I understand that God is ultimately the only one Mm -hmm. who can meet these deepest needs? Now, in healthy Christian community, we should be able to find that with, uh, hopefully, in our family, but certainly with other Christian men, with other, um, you know, we've talked uh, about you know, the value of, uh, I know you guys have talked about this a lot, you know, just the value of men's ministries and, and there's more and more of those popping up. And, and I, I, I they're wonderful allies for me. You know, when I encourage people to go to uh, their church and find their men's ministry and to find uh, the, Other the places where they can, they can, you know, be real and open up. And, and I'll tell you what, for some guys that is so daunting, even in their churches to go and to, and to be real. But when they do, when they do that, I mean, they come back to me and they're like, well, you wouldn't believe this. There was, you know, four other guys at my table that were struggling with the same thing. And I'm like, are you really? <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked by that. You know, it's, Of course there are, because it's just the secret. And, we, and the go-to is anger. The go-to is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this trump card down and I'm going to shut it down. Because not only do I not like it out there, I don't like it in here. And, and, it, and it takes courage and it takes faith to be able to get to those deeper places and to ask that tough question, what else am I feeling here? Mm. I'm not just angry. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling alone. And I don't know what to do with that. And I wasn't very well equipped uh, by my family or by uh, society to know how to deal with those things that are very real, but they're deep.
1: Tony, talk with our listeners about, okay, I'm going, I'm going to go talk about this with my wife or whoever I need to talk with, but I mean, I, I'm in, I'm in a, man, I can, my blood pressure's high, mm-hmm. my, my ears are red, I'm, you know, talk to the guy yeah. who's, In that situation, or he's he knows he's getting his heart is revving up. Mm -hmm. How how do we bring that under control?
2: Yeah, well, uh, certainly in marriage counseling, but even individually, I, I love you know I grew up here in Kentucky, and everybody understands the idea of a timeout, right? And so, as parents, a lot of times we're we're really used to giving our kids timeouts, but that's really not even the best use of that. I mean, the best use of a timeout is just like you see if you watch sports. Right? You, who's the best person to give a time out to? Best person to give a time out to is yourself. <laughs> you call a time out for yourself. And and if you can begin to kind of help them see, man, that really protects you and that protects other people for you to kind of slow down, uh, ideally, from a spiritual standpoint, get back to that place where you go, okay, God, what's going on with me? And what am I feeling? Trying to get to those lower levels of, of feelings and emotions. But taking a time out is a, is a wonderful thing for mm-hmm. your. Relationship for your family, and um, you know, I know uh, Chad. You even talked a little bit about uh, you know being able to circle back after some of those uh, outbursts or whatever to be able to circle back to our wives, circle back to our kids, and say, hey, um, you know, not my best moment, and it's not about you. That's about my own frustration or my own sense of being out of control. and And I think those are important moments that we own it. And that we circle back to it, but I think it begins sometimes with just trying to see some of those things as they're ramping up. And when we feel entitled to just blow up a room, then you know we have a problem. And one of the things I've said in other settings before is when we don't deal mm. with our own issues, somebody's going to have to. Mm. And so we have to. As either guys. everybody else learns to manage us. Okay, even in the workplace, I've worked in those settings. It's like everybody is talking about you because you are out of control and you have an anger problem, and we can't go and confront you because you're in charge. But we hate it, and we'll manage it. Um, But, you know, if you can't do that, then we're going to have to. Wow. This is good stuff, Tony. Uh, but we need to take a break. We're we'll we're gonna hit more
1: with this stuff in. Se- so we're gonna take a four.
0: break into our fourth and final segment, and we're gonna talk. We call this maybe our hope segment. So what do we do with this? Do we do we mask it? You know, I find myself working out regular, trying to re- work out regularly, prayer time good rest all of those things but managing anger versus uh, ignoring it you know how do we how do we address it how do we live in this flow of life we're going to come back in the next segment with some practical steps to help us uh, navigate through this emotion called anger on our final segment of solid steps radio Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter, we're here with Counselor Tony Gore. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors, um, Dan Hart Financial. If you need to uh, talk about a retirement, what does that look like to be wise, to be biblically sound on your retirement? Where's your money going in your retirement as far as mutual funds and all of that? Dan Hart Financial can take a look at your portfolio and, and point you in the right direction. Uh, we also want to thank the Southeast Christian Outlook that newspaper that publication talks about what's going on in God's kingdom both in the city of Louisville and around the world and we appreciate them being a sponsor of the show and also southern smoke dot com oh baby <coughs> Beep, beef you, d-
1: dude you just you just started the the Southern smoke coming out in your eyes. Yeah. And everything
0: changed. That was good, baby. (laughs) If you don't want to be angry with your food, go to Southern Smoke Catering.com. They will if you you know if you're gonna feed your anger, at least go to Southern (laughs) Smoke (laughs) Catering.com
1: And also, you know, uh, we really listeners, we'd love to have you up on October the first. I know this this is really uh that's that's down the road, but October 1st, we're gonna have a live radio show. And we're gonna have Southern Smoke that night, so please mark your calendar. Six o'clock, love we'll dinner. Seven o'clock, live radio show. Tony, you mentioned in the break about sometimes uh, you know your wife has had enough. I mean, you, you're counseling some guys, mm-hmm. and and the wife just leaves
2: because mm-hmm. they can't. Tolerate the anger anymore? Yeah. Talk talk to us about that. Yeah. You know, I think, um, especially dealing with a lot of Christian clients, you know, I'll get men who come in and they're indignant. You know, this isn't right or this isn't appropriate. And I'm like, hey, uh, this is this is her trying to get your attention. This is her communicating, and and it's it's heartbreaking when that's too little, too late. You know, when they see the movement from a husband, but um, but I love it when guys will get the message and go, man, they are finally kind of putting their foot down and saying, hey, we have to balance things out here. Your anger, or uh, if it's gotten verbally or even or it's physically abusive, and that's gotten out of control. And so I just want to give a, a word to men out there. You know, sometimes uh, our, our wives or our children who get estranged, it's like they're, they're trying to send a strong message here. Hey, something's got to change. And so the best change happens always in counseling. I tell people who are sitting in my office all the time, I love it when you begin to kind of look in the mirror and go, man, what do I need to do differently? And that's the message for men here is whether it's trying to find a voice or whether it's trying to tone your voice down and not be so one dimensional with your anger, you know, trying to figure out how to walk in step with the spirit Mm -hmm. and to be angry, uh, without sinning, which we'll talk about, you know, that's really what we're aiming for here. A great
1: prayer is out of Psalm, uh, I think one thirty-nine. search me, O God, Mm -hmm. and know my heart. It's, it's one of the, you know, if we can come to the Lord and, and our brothers in the Lord and, and say, search me, O oh God, and, and try me. Show me where I need to change. Show me where I I don't have enough anger mm-hmm. or I, I've got too much and, I, and it's inappropriate. And, um, but Tony, I, I want you to, uh, Ephesians 4 says, in your anger, Paul talking to the church at Ephesus, Christians, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Talk yeah. about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, and, and when you read the whole context of that passage, which I will probably get to here in a moment, doesn't Paul drive you crazy sometimes? <laughs> you know, I, And I know some of it's translation. Mind your business, Paul. <laughs> it's like, because he, he, he says this, which is great, and it's like, oh, great, that's a great target. In my anger, do not sin. And then later on, read verse 31. Well, there. then he says, get rid of all
1: bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander along with every
2: for uh every form of malice. Yeah, and so we want to go, come on Paul, make up your mind, right? <laughs> it's like which one is it? Do I do I channel my anger or do I get rid of all of it? And and this is one of those places where I think we have to take the whole counsel of scripture and we go, okay, anger is a god-given emotion, but boy, when it gets out of control and other people have to begin to kind of manage us, you know, to me that's that indicator light that should be going on and just blaring on the dashboard kind of saying, "Hey, uh, check the engine, you know, something's overheating. And, and those are the things we need to try to get rid of. Um, you know, are there exceptions to that? Probably so, right? Uh, and yet, I think the rule is we want to be able to kind of uh, really be very, very cautious about that rage. You know, anytime there's that rage, hmm. you know, I think to me, that's the one that I, I look at clients and I go, man, we really need to kind of get that under control. If if you're overheating that often, then there's something going on inside of you that we're not accessing enough. You know, we're not tapping into the love. We're not tapping into these other hurts underneath. And it's just kind of overwhelming you and your your engine's overheating. And so we want that uh, indicator light going on. But, but back to our, our, you know, given the whole counsel of Scripture, there are absolutely times where we need to be able to say No. I need to be able to kind of find my voice but do that in a way that's under control, maybe very resolute, but it's not rageful and it's not, you know, out of control. Tony,
1: what what do you think about if you sit down with your wife or your your kids um, one-on-one and just say, "Hey, does dad do, do I get too angry mm-hmm. and from your perspective, and uh, or do you ever see, do you ever think I, I need to be a little ang- a little bit more angry? Um, uh, I, I, things of, of the holiness, of you mm-hmm. know, whether
2: you know justice
1: and just listen?
2: Yeah, what, what do you think about that? I think it's a great idea. I think it's uh, oftentimes that's difficult for us to do as men, but man, is that productive if we can get to that point? Uh, Now, I would say, oftentimes, depending on our default, you know, if we've been too angry, you're going to get a collective voice, if there's safety to do it, of people going, oh, yeah, Dad, you're, you know, sometimes you get so mad and you get so out of control. If you're not angry enough, you may have some folks in your house that are pretty entitled and they may go, no, you're great. That's perfect. We love it because they know that they're kind of in charge or they're running things. And, And like most human beings, we don't. We don't have too many complaints about that. When we're in charge and everything and we're in control, that's, that's, I like that. That's right. If I can push dad around or I can kind of get dad to roll over or if mom can say something and shut him down in a heartbeat, you know, in some ways that works for some people. And so we need to be able, that's where I think we need other men in our lives that will say, hey, dude, you got to, you got to, you know, let your spine grow here a little bit and, and uh, flex that thing because God gave it to you. Yeah in a healthy way tony
1: uh and, and we got a, a couple minutes yet just uh, kind of wrap up a couple just solid points for our, our guys listeners to take home with them
2: yeah you know I, one thing you just brought up a moment ago that I think is such a uh, and so certainly if you uh, if you have a wife if you have kids that you've cultivated enough relationship that you can Reach out and say, "Yeah, I want some feedback." I think that's great. I know uh, a few years back, uh, I got a letter from uh, a brother in Christ, and it was one of those letters where he said, "Hey, I am on this journey of trying to, you know, really figure out, you know, where I am and what's going on with me." And so, I sent this letter to five guys that I trust and and believe in, and so would you give me some honest feedback? And I thought, man, I was I was just super impressed with that. And I thought, that took some courage, but you know what? I gave him honest feedback. And, and some of it I found was things that I probably should have said to him as a brother in Christ, but I'd not really found – either I felt like I didn't have the invitation mm-hmm. or I didn't know how he'd respond. And so, you know, uh, even back to uh, Emerson Egrich's book years ago, Love and Respect – You know, men understand that whole respect thing, so we don't tend to step on each other's toes unless there's pretty overt invitation. Yeah. You know, unless it gets really bad, (laughs) you know, then we'll kind of necessarily confront it. Uh, Maybe that's different if somebody cuts you off in traffic or whatever, but with with your brothers, with other people that you're kind of doing life with, we won't embarrass you, you know, in in front of other people or certainly in front of your family. But when there's invitation to kind of say, hey, I'm asking you to speak into my life, um, that's, that's a courageous thing, and I think it really bears some fruit when that, when that invitation is there.
1: Yeah, that's a healthy thing. Listeners, we, we want to encourage you today uh, to evaluate where you are in your anger and uh, maybe get some feedback from others. Uh, Tony, it's awesome to have you back. Uh, Chad and I, we got our free counseling session today, and nothing's uh, free, brother. It always comes at a cost, some way.
2: <laughs> like, well, the big dirty secret in counseling is we all get into this business because we're so jacked up, and uh, you know, so so you 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 get lots of this. I go home and kiss my wife, and I'm like, it's not perfect, baby, but it's great. You know, it's better than you know. And
1: uh, well, Tony, thanks for coming in. Hey, would you pray for us guys? Yeah. Just, just in the context
2: of anger, would you pray for? Us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, Father, we, we want to be in step with your spirit uh, in regards to our anger. And we know and we want to embrace the fact that you made us uh, as you intended us to be. And so we don't want to be um, more than you intended or less than you intended a, in regards to our anger, Father. We want to utilize the anger that you've given us to um, to stand up for injustice and to and to um, you know have a heart that's like Jesus that wants to right wrongs, but Father, we also want to temper that, and we want to be. Uh, your Word tells us we need to be as shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves, and we want to do that in regards to our anger, Father. We want to be right on target, but we also want to have the right heart and the right spirit that communicates that anger in a way that's productive and and makes a difference um, in our lives and in our families' lives and certainly in the kingdom. And so we pray to that end, Father, for each and every listener out there. We pray that for ourselves, asking you to be at the center of that and to lead us, to disciple us, Father, in our anger. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tony. Thanks so much.
0: If you want to uh, hear more from Tony and you want to, if you're in the Louisville Louisville area, uh, Freedom Counseling, uh, their phone number is 502 523 2970. Again, that's 502-523-2970. And uh, also feel free to look them up on Facebook. You On Facebook? We're on Facebook, Yeah, Freedom Counseling Services.
2: Um, also on the web, uh, freedomcounselingservices.org.
0: Great. So uh, thank you for listening today. Um, everybody has anger issues. I heard on a podcast yesterday, Uh, Everybody's looking for the healthy, happy, well-adjusted people. Where are they? (laughs) Well, we're all a little screwed, a little messed, a little messed up. That's why we need Jesus. And we believe at Solid Steps that you are going to become who you were made to be only by walking with God through Jesus Christ. And so he is the one who can redeem and help all these anger issues come into play. So we thank you for listening again. Pass this along to someone who needs to hear it for uh, listening to Solid Steps Radio.